Hi, and welcome to this Nordea Markets Insights podcast. I'm Terry Baines, and I'm happy to be hosting this podcast series tied to our latest economic outlook, The Road to Recovery. We're diving a bit deeper into the subject areas in the report, and today I'm very happy to be joined by our Chief Economist for Norway, Shetel Olsen. Hi, Shetel. Hi, Terry. So uh, jumping right in, there is a sense that Norway has been hit hard by this crisis, suffering a double whammy, both from the falling oil price and the pandemic. Um, yet in, in the latest economic outlook, you paint a pretty optimistic picture. So how, how is the Nor- Norwegian economy actually doing? Well, I, I would say uh, better than expected and better than most people expected. And, and um, me and myself, I'm, I'm much more optimistic now than I was uh, just a few weeks ago. Um, of course, we had a massive drop in activity uh, during March when we closed down the economy. I think GDP for mainland Norway dropped by some 15% in a two-week period. Uh, unemployment increased from just about 2% to 11% in just a few weeks primarily due to temporary layoffs, but still. Um, Now we have weekly data on unemployment and it shows that some 60 to 65% of those that were laid off already are back uh, at work. So unemployment has already come down from from 11 to 5% over the last two months, I would say. So we started to gradually reopen the economy by end April. Um, uh, and now uh, everything that was sort of closed down has uh, reopened, al- although we still have measures to sort of prevent big gatherings and, and, and we keep social distancing. Everyday life is starting to, to look much more normal. Um, and the number of new cases are very, very low. So, so far we have managed to sort of reopen the economy without an increase in new cases. And, and we see that also in the activity picking up uh, uh, faster uh, uh, than me, myself, and, and most others uh, expected at the outset. Great. Um... So as societies gradually reopen, there's been this lingering question around how long it will take for domestic demand to pick up again. Will people stay home fearing a second wave of infections and avoid spending money? Um, as Norway is reopening, what are we seeing when it comes to private consumption? Well, uh, and that there we have um, sort of card transaction data, both from Nordea uh, in our own Corona barometer, but also from the sort of uh, other banks, and 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 those data show that spending which which fell dramatically in march by some 30 percent is now uh, and has been for a while uh, above pre-corona level and 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 almost on par with with spending last year so uh, based on those numbers uh, consumption has picked up uh, really fast and but of course there are big differences between sectors goods consumption uh, is up a lot, whereas uh, service consumption is, is, is still very low, st- especially airfares and hotels and, and culture and entertainment. But but I think in general, people feel confident, I think. Uh, they see that we are able to, to sort of go back to sort of a normal uh, lifestyle. Uh, we keep uh, distance to each other, uh, but... but uh, but people are not afraid of, of spending money, I think. And and, and, and I think also they, they see that this crisis is very, very different from other sort of economic crisis because now the crisis has its origin in health and not sort of the economy as such. And, and that makes most people sort of believe that we, we will come 
it will um, impact some sectors very uh, dramatically but for most people they will will have a, 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 a job still and and I think that you you see that also in the the way people uh, adapt to to the, this new situation and so again we on this uh, side we have also been uh, fairly uh, positively <laughs> surprised by by how quick consumption has uh, come back uh, but with big differences between sectors and bigger differences than than before yeah do, do you think norway's social structure is is uh, playing any role in this and what role do you think it will play in the recovery in general yeah yeah i think sort of uh, it's the same with all the nordic countries i i think and, and maybe also northern european countries in particular that we have societies based on, on a sort of trust we, we generally listen to authorities if you are told to wash our hands and keep distance to other people at the supermarket or the bus we, we do so so and i think we also see that comparing countries across the world that there's a clear link between high trust-based uh, societies and the spread of disease so the the bigger the, the trust is the lower the spread of the disease so um and we we cho choose that strategy to sort of fight the virus very very hard in, at the beginning um uh, to really combat it um uh, to get it under control and we managed to do so and and that means we can sort of and we have done so <laughs> open up the economy and and, and when people do what they're told to do and we can we can actually open up the economy without having a, a new flare-up of of, uh, of, uh, of of new cases uh, but of course there's still uncertainty we don't know how this will go on uh, further out but so far um i think we have managed really really well in this respect i think it, it all goes back to sort of having a a, a society very much built on trust um, and that helps us a lot in the in this type of crisis that's great um in the report you say that the interest rate has been a powerful tool in this economic recovery can, can you enlighten us a bit on this yeah we we were one of the few countries that uh, had actually a positive interest rate ahead of this crisis so um norway's bank uh, in uh, three steps uh, sort of lowered uh, very quickly lowered rates from 1.5% to zero and uh, and the fact that most mortgages in norway is floating rates uh, they are floating rates so so it means that the uh, people uh, sort of get the effect, the liquidity effect of lower rates uh, really quickly. And coupled with uh, a fairly, or at least relatively speaking, high sort of debt level, uh, household-wise, um, it means that it, 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 it has a big impact on on um, the, the sort of income side for, for pe people still uh, at work. Um, so most people are have a job still <laughs> uh, and um, mo a lot of people in Norway has have that and that means that the one and a half percent lower interest rate uh, increases their their spending uh, uh, possibilities uh, greatly so I, I did a small calculation and uh, a household with a median sort of income in Norway and which have, have sort of borrowed five times income which is the most you can borrow in in norway and in, in in sort of general um they will experience now um 
it will be the same that the interest rate cut is the same as sort of raising their wage by some 10%. So, so while uh, we have higher unemployment than before, they will of course lose in this uh, uh, situation because the unemployment benefits, uh, while they are good in Norway, they're still not covering all. So they will go quite massively down in income. Most people will experience a higher sort of disposable income due to this uh, lower interest rate. So so we see that already in the housing market, for instance, it, it uh, housing prices dropped in March and, and April, not much, but a couple of percent. And now in May, uh, house prices increased by 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 the same. So, so, so and, and I think the outlook for June is also very uh, positive in that sense that uh, it seems that house prices will continue to rise. And that's sort of uh, there we clearly see the effect of lower rates, and this in this respect Norway stands out. While while we have now the same interest rate as uh, most other countries, the fact that we were able to lower it um, from one and a half to zero means uh, a big stimulus to to Norwegian households. Right. Now, we uh, we recently saw Norse Bank uh, keep its key rate at zero, but it also surprised the market on the hawkish side by revising its rate path upwards. Uh, what, what's the significance of that? Yeah, so that that, that was, I think, uh, to my knowledge, the first central bank in the world starting to talk about uh, rates going up uh, uh, further out the, at the horizon. And I think that is sort of... Um, it's a good sign and it reflects what I've been talking about that that uh, it mirrors in a sense that um, the outlook for the economy is uh, actually quite okay uh, relatively speaking and and uh, and it means that the Norges Bank uh, they think that we will be more or less back to a normal situation when we end, end 2022 go into 2023 and when unemployment is back to sort of normal levels um, it's time for them to start uh, gradually normalize interest rates again. So, so while uncertainty is rife, uh, I clearly understand that. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a sign that uh, I think it's a good sign that they are they are um, expecting rates to to go up in a couple of years' time because it means that the economy um, uh, does fairly well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm sort of agreeing with the with the the latest forecast from from Norges Bank, which is which are more positive than the, the ones we had in our um, report uh, some weeks ago. Okay, and how big a drag will the oil sector be? Do you think? Well, it will be a drag, but I think it will be less of a drag than we expected. Uh, some months ago, partly because oil prices have come up. So uh, um, the balance in the oil market seems to have come back much faster than anyone expected, both because the OPEC uh, have cut uh, production a lot, but also because production, especially of shale oil in the US has come down massively due to the low oil price. Um, so, so oil prices are now 40 some, something instead of 20. And then that's a big difference for the Norwegian oil companies. And I think uh, the biggest company, Equinor, they are they, they have an aim to be cash neutral at 40. So, so $40 per barrel is actually a fairly good oil price. And in, 
in addition to that, uh, the government uh, has um, introduced some tax changes, which means that they, uh, the the investments they do, they can they can write off them earlier than before, which means that more investment projects will be profitable and 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 started up. Um, whereas a couple of weeks ago, it's, it it it. Uh, was expected for them to sort of postpone these investments uh, for a long period of time. So while oil investments will go down, it will go down less than we expected. And also, the f in addition to, to this more or less pessimistic uh, view on oil investments going forward, you should know that sort of the oil sector as such uh, make up uh, a smaller part of the economy now than it did in 14, 15. So the whole whole sector has been sort of brought down already by some thirty percent. So it means that uh, everything else equal, uh, the 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 drag for the economy in some will be be smaller, um, uh, and we don't expect the same drop in investment as as we saw in 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 fifteen and sixteen. So while it will be a drag, it will will not be a sort of a, um, as significant drag as we we saw in in a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, now shifting gears, the, the corona crisis has reminded us of the volatility of FX markets. The Norwegian krona plummeted during the worst market panic uh, back in March. Well, what's our outlook for the Naki? Uh, yeah, first a little bit about this panic in March. Uh, it, it highlights the fact that the Norwegian currency is a small, fairly illiquid uh, currency, which uh, loses out when, when financial market... Uh, turmoil is on it's there so and we see it time after time when stock markets goes down uh the Nokia depreciates um in tandem with uh, a better sort of risk sentiment in financial markets in general and the pickup in oil prices the Nokia has sort of come down uh, massively from from the and, and strengthened uh, uh, quite a lot since uh, since the, the the heights in in, in march um Going forward, it, it, I think a lot will depend on the the the, uh, the, the oil price. And and while we and most other analysts think that uh, oil prices might come up uh, some more, uh, at least a little bit further out, um, uh, we, we we don't see a strong argument for for sort of a, a massive appreciation of the, of the Nokia going forward because we don't think oil prices will sort of skyrocket. So I think we need an oil price about sixty dollar per barrel to sort of uh, bring Euro Nokia below ten at least in sort of normal uh, times. Um, one factor that could and we have started to see that to some extent i think uh, that that helps the Nokia uh, is uh, the special sort of way we finance the budget deficits here in norway we when we increases the budget deficits as most other countries also have done we don't borrow those money we take them from the from the oil fund and that and they are are in dollars and euros so we, it means that we we need to to do the exchange ourselves. We have to change dollars and euros to knock it to, to sort of spend it uh, over the public budgets. So that puts a sort of a, a appreciating pressure um, 
because those uh, exchanges are quite significant now with the the big uh, deficits we have so so that's a factor that sort of will we think also going forward help the Nokia. so um, but to see a, a, a strong very <laughs> strengthening of, of the corona mm, we have we don't think that uh, we, we get that without the oil prices picking up further and i think that will will still be 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 some way out but as a, as a general uh, sort of view um stronger Nokia, but uh, sort of a little bit longer out that's that's the sort of main view we have but then of course we as i started with it is a small illiquid uh currency so if you get new setbacks in the stock markets and risk sentiment that will hurt the Nokia. so so we we um, we, we try to sort of highlight that uh, that sort of risk, but um, all else equal, we we see a, a somewhat stronger Nokia uh, down the road. Okay, so now the IMF has portrayed Norway as one of the losers in this crisis, but you strongly disagree. Why why is that? I, I, I think it uh, goes back to a lot of the stuff I have been talking of uh, uh, earlier. Um, the first is uh, sort of even though we have been sort of hit by, by two shocks, both the corona shock and, and the oil price shock, there are uh, uh, quite a few uh, facets of the, of the society and the economy that I think will, will sort of uh, make us not the, one of the losers, but actually one of the, the winners in a sense, if you can say it that way. Um, first is this, uh, this fact that uh, we have this society built on trust, which helps us a lot. Um, we have strong banks that uh, are helping out those in trouble with uh, delaying sort of uh, payments. Uh, um, we have an oil fund, which makes it easier for us to sort of stimulate the economy uh, when that uh, becomes an, an issue. And, and especially for next year, we, we foresee a, a fairly stimulative fiscal policy. Um, we have uh, good welfare arrangements, which means that the income loss of those unemployed uh, is uh, not as big as it could have been. Um, we have good sick leave arrangements, which means that people stay at home when they feel sick, so, so they don't spread uh, any disease. Um, we had room to maneuver in monetary policy, which a lot of others didn't have. Um, we have our own currency, which has weakened a lot, which helps out competitiveness for, for those competing with foreigners. Um, and uh, we also normally travel a lot. So, so we are sort of exporters of tourism. So no, in normal years, we spend three almost three times as much abroad as foreigners spend here in Norway so with with the with sort of semi closed borders a lot of those money will be sort of uh, spent at home so so the sum of all these factors in my my view at least means that we we can actually even if we're hit by by two shocks we we can actually we are actually quite robust uh, a robust economy and i think we already see that in in the way the economy has developed over the last few few weeks and, and months and and the recovery is uh, uh, much stronger and much faster than anyone expected uh, uh, early april so so i, I 
I tend to disagree a lot with the view of the IMF, um, but of course there are uncertainties and we don't know uh, everything, uh, sure. But in, in relative terms, uh, I'm quite pretty confident that we we will will not at all be the, be the losers from all this. Great. Well, on that uh, optimistic note, I think this is a good place to round it off. Thanks so much, Shetil, for these insights. Uh, you can find the full economic outlook and more of Shetil's research at emarkets.nordea.com.